Welcome to a new episode of the Travel Hero podcast by ITB. My name is Sabine and I'm Senior Product Manager at ITB Berlin. After a long time full of compromises and restriction, now the travel world seems to be back on track to a large extent. Nevertheless, global tourism has changed massively. In order to get the bottom of travelers' needs, Expedia Group commissioned a comprehensive report on the Travel Value Index. My guest today is James Marshall. A very welcome, James. Thank you. Hello. And today I'd like to talk to James. He's head of account management for Air Partnerships at Expedia about what actually the report is supposed to reveal and what results it has brought to light. James, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you. Great to be here. And um, and <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Um, when I studied your report, like during the last days, I saw that Expedia Group mentioned that this is the first time you actually surveyed both customers and industry professionals on the same topics. Uh, maybe you give us some insights. Why did you do that? And what was the strategy behind all that? Yes, we we normally, obviously, at, at Expedia Group, we, we like to see ourselves a little bit more than just, uh, you know, not just an online travel agent. Mm -hmm. we, we are really uh, in a two-sided marketplace. We work with our consumers, with the travelers, and then on the other hand, we also work with all our partners in our B2B business. Um, we had done surveys. We've always done surveys on, on both sides, talking to the travelers, but also talking to the partners. And we thought that it would be a great idea to putting it together and really look at some of these insights mm -hmm. and also the gaps really to see how are the travelers and the industry professionals thinking about specific trends um, and, and see how different those are. So that's really some, some of the things that we've done. And, and the whole idea really is to be able to understand that, to take those gaps and those insights and then go back to all our partners okay. um, and to be able to, to show to them, you know, what are the strengths and hopefully create some, some movement um, and some, uh, you know, some actual actions out in the travel industry. Okay, we, we're going to touch those gaps later on. Okay. But before we look deeper into the results, we need to do uh, some statistics Um Like, how did you create the report and how many people did you survey and in what countries? Just to get an idea on what we are talking about. So we, you know, at Expedia Group, we have a, a global footprint and we really wanted to have that global perspective. So we really yeah. went through uh, many countries. So we've uh, gone to 11 countries in total. We wanted to make sure that uh, we had all the regions that are covered. Um, and and I, I'll go through the list of the countries, but we, we went through 11,000 consumers uh -huh. and also 10,000 industry professionals across various lines of business, you know, on the, on the lodging side, on the airline side, etc. Also, also a very broad audience. Um, the, the intent of the study was, as you said, to examine um, the gaps between travelers and industry professionals. So what were the most surprising gaps in your opinion, which you found out during your research? Yeah. So, so the interesting thing when you asked, um, when you asked the, the same questions and try to understand the, the trends talking to travelers themselves and talking to travel professionals is that they all have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, one, one of the areas where we saw that there was, there was an interesting gap was on the when when travelers you know understanding how important the value of low pricing is uh, for the for the travelers we had about 27 percent 
thought that it was a very important uh, area for them when they choose where to book and uh, travel. Yeah. But for the travel professionals, only 15% of them. So it's an interesting um, you know, view to see how travel professionals don't see it as such an important thing as as of today yeah and, and and obviously as we're talking about air travel if you if you want to see beautiful places you have to get there somehow um that's why you also took a closer look on the airline industry which is probably also close to to your profession um what do travelers expect in your opinion before they decide to fly Well, obviously, the, the, the point I mentioned before, the, you know, where there's a bit of a gap, that's an important one. They want to make sure that they have the best price. And, mm -hmm. and very often, a lot of them are looking for really atypical low pricing, you know, something that for whatever reason, they managed to get an amazing deal. Um, another important part is, is uh, you know, getting the, the refund, right? Getting, getting another element where they can get a refund or they can have the flexibility to cancel if something's happening. Which, by the way, that's another element where there was quite a bit of a gap between the travel professionals and the travelers. For the travelers, is it's it's a very important element. Um, but um, yeah, so so looking really at the price, it's something that has come back after the pandemic. Okay. Um, for a while, that wasn't the most important, but now about sixty percent of the the travelers they believe that getting the right price is the most important feature for online travel bookings. And can you say how that goes together with sustainability? Yes. Because sustainability actually remains a very, very important topic. How does that go together with low prices? Oh, that 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 is something you know we've done we've done multiple over the last uh, you know couple of years we've done multiple surveys and and uh, studies with with our travelers and it's always been top of mind But what we found is, is for example, that mm. even though a, a very large amount, and I'm not sure on that one because it's from a different survey, it was a very, uh, very important part uh, of the decision. Um, the reality is not as high as the pricing anymore. And I think one of the question, one of the surveys that we had in the past was showing that travelers are actually ready to pay a little bit more if they're able to have a sustainable choice for when they travel. But the reality is that at the time of booking, it may not be at that level. So there's a lot of work that needs to happen, you know, with our travel professionals mm -hmm. and, and the industry, uh, travel industry in general, to ensure that, you know, sustainability and great prices are not, uh, you know, conflicting. We should be able to have great sustainability choices for great prices. Is there anything else you can say that people are actually welling the most when they book air travel? Um, yeah, so the, the, not obviously the price was one, but uh, the, the availability to, the, or the chance to cancel or to be flexible with it. Yeah. I think people came back after two years of, of really difficult, uh, travel requirements and, and changes in policies and restrictions where they want to be able to, to change if needed. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, there's still some remnants of, uh, you know, in the last two years around the cleanliness, around ensuring that, um, you know, the, the safety from a health perspective is there. So it's still a pretty important element where, where they want to make sure that they, that they have, uh, you know, the right safety, uh -huh. um, you know, in mind when they travel. And I think it's important. We see that all the time. We see a lot of our airline partners still putting that as, as the front 
of all the messages when 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 they try to explain or to tell people to travel. But, and can you see um, if you're looking at you looked at leisure and at, at business traveler? Everybody right now is waiting to, to yeah business travel to to come back. Are there any differences between those two groups? You noticed in your report? Yes, I, I think uh, the business travel. Um, you know, it, it took a long, a lot longer for them to to come back. Obviously, different countries um, started at different different times. Uh, you know, in the Americas, we we had the travel started coming back a bit earlier. Europe. Uh, a bit later, and APAC has been really mm -hmm. the the last ones. It's only in the last few months that we've, we've really seen most of the of the of the markets in in Asia Pacific opening up. And travel uh, for business has actually followed up pretty pretty well. I think faster than a lot of um, faster than a lot of the, the 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 people in the industry were thinking. And and that happened as soon as the restrictions um, were you know being removed from different markets. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, there is uh, there is quite a bit of travel. When we look at the, the survey with our industry professionals, 70% uh, said that they expect business travel to return to normal levels within two years. Um, and the professionals at the hotel industry, they're also particularly optimistic. So that's great news. Um, we know it's going to take a little bit longer, you know, uh, pricing, uh, you know, uh, high yields make it a little bit harder just for everybody. But we know that there is a desire to travel and whether it's the consumers mm -hmm. or the travel professionals, they've all been very clear that they intend to travel um, because it's, it's, it's a necessity both for leisure, but also for business. And, and um, so overall, we can say, uh, if, I, if I understood it correctly, air travel basically is back, right? So that what... So that, yes. that's uh, definitely one finding of, of the survey you did. It's definitely back. Um, I think everybody was very keen to get travel back. It's probably not back at the at the same same level as uh, in 2019 for various reasons. We know that mm -hmm. you know they, they, there's been some capacity constraints. We know that there is uh, there is some operational uh, you know pressure with with uh, you know the difficulty of bringing back more. Uh, more resources, more people to to work in our industry, yeah. um, and I think it's everybody everybody suffering from that. But uh, there's definitely, from a demand perspective, we've seen that, um, and and I think it's 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 a real positive thing in in the coming months and years to see travel back. If if we touch other industry, we had a focus on air travel right now. Are there other because you touched you know a lot in your in your service car rental, economy accommodation. Um, basically, the whole travel value change. Are there any other trends you could see in your in your survey? Well, there there is there is um, one trend, and I think you touched on it earlier on when you asked me the question around sustainability. This is a trend that is touching all all the the part of our travel industry. Mm -hmm. um, we know that obviously. Um, in terms of air, it's, it's, it's top of mind. But on the lodging side of things, uh, you can see that many hotel groups are looking, um, at, you know, how to make changes, um, in terms of getting better in terms of the sustainability, but also in terms of community impact, in terms of the social impact. There's a lot of work that is happening around the industry mm -hmm. across, uh, you know, how to become more inclusive, more accessible. Um, some of it, 
it's just that some of those discussions have, have, have started now. And I think, uh, there's a lot of work ahead of us, but I think it's great to see this top of mind when you go to different conferences or when you talk to a lot of travel professionals, you realize that both sustainability and uh, accessibility and, and social impact are definitely part of the agenda. And if you if you're looking at, um, I think I, I read in in this in your study that like back in the pandemic, outdoor had a big, but now it's going back. The city trips are actually coming back. Cultural trips are coming back. And as far as I remember, I think Edinburgh was on number one to be visited cities. What your what your um, the survey people said. May may I know why? Do you know why? What's going on in Edinburgh? I I, I think I mean I don't have the the the, the data the, the you know exactly on the reasons behind it. But what yeah. is very clear we've seen in the survey, but it's something that we could already see generally uh, in relation to where where people were traveling to is people want something different. Um, they want uh, they don't want to go back to the same type of travel. They want a lot more experiences. They want to discover things that are a little bit different out of the out of the the normal yeah. uh, kind of big destinations where big tourism is is always there. And I think Edinburgh would be a good example of, of a city with uh, very high levels of, of cultural heritage, but also a great uh, experience in terms of life, the people there, the, the experience, whether it's around food, uh, museums, uh, pubs for example you know and and many other things and and they may have used that also as a base to discover other parts of scotland so that's just an example of you know the the new way of travel you know people people want experiences and they're going to be looking outside of the normal box of uh, mm -hmm. you know the usual holidays beach or uh, or the big cities so i think it's great it's great because that's that's really showing that people have choices and that for us from our perspective at expedia is great because that's exactly what we're trying to promote we want people to look at all the choice they have whether it's in terms of uh you know destinations in terms of lodging or you know they can be in hotels it can be in vacation rentals they can drive there renting a car they can fly there mm -hmm. and and the activities that they can have so for us the the trend that we see in terms of changing uh you know and moving towards uh multiple experiences um i think it's it's really really good for for you know i think it's great for the industry and it's great for us That's what you're probably addressing when you're saying no normal. I thought that a couple of times in your report that people want no normal. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that. Um, that uh, the phrase. Yeah. Have you actually addressed topics such as inflation, booking behavior, like after pandemic, with all that people actually spend a lot on travel because they want you to go, right? Um, Did you survey that, how, how the booking behavior is going to be in the next year, let's say? Yes, we, 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 we know and there's this idea that, you know, probably inflation, you know, is probably uh, out of worry. Um, and we know that mm -hmm. um, when I look at the, at, at the survey from my consumers, we realize that one out of two of the consumers that we surveyed Uh, felt that inflation was going to impact their travel plans over the next 12 months. Okay. Uh, which is interesting because that's another gap where the, the travel professionals, only about a quarter of them, 23%, believe that inflation will have a most negative impact. So maybe the travelers are a bit more worried. I think there's been a lot of news and, and those negative news are a little bit scary. But, uh, you know, price, price in general, you know, uh, the, 
the, the, the you know when travelers look at their pockets uh, they still want to travel but they're going to be a lot more careful mm-hmm. especially knowing that inflation is there and, and in different regions is going to be different we know Europe has some challenges in front of uh, in front of it uh, with uh, with the war in Ukraine and uh, inflation and the energy energy uh, situation so definitely top of mind and that and that's probably why you know people want to travel so they're very very keen to find the best possible deals and and they know that there are deals out there um Mm -hmm. uh, you know whether it's airlines or 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 hotels or or other providers they are keen to to welcome travelers and 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 find a way of bringing them wherever they go so um it's 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 a little bit challenging but i think uh you know we're going to see more travel coming one, one final last question, actually two. <laughs> Are you booking all your travels with Expedia? And uh, what is your top wish list for your next vacation upcoming year? Oof, that's a, that's a big question. We could be talking here for a long time. So the answer, the answer on the first one is... I wish I could book everything on Expedia, but sometimes, unfortunately, you know, there, there, are, uh, there are situations where I cannot. Mm-hmm book it uh, some uh, some different elements but um, generally my airlines and my hotels yes and and generally also my uh, vacation rentals uh, on verbo i'm going now this christmas i'm going back to france uh, and we have a family reunion 25 of us and i we booked a very a very big house in the Perigord uh, in the south of France uh, for Christmas. And, and those are the kind of experiences where it's great. But there are some times, uh, you know, I've, um, I've been to small villages or small places where it's very difficult to find. You know, maybe, maybe it's a small guest house that we don't have on our site yet. Um, but generally, you know, I try as much as possible, uh, to, to work with us because I, you know, it, it's great to have everything in one place where I know I can, I can call and, you know, if I have any issue, you know, touch wood. Um, exactly. You probably you know, know who I to call. There's no, issue, but <laughs> no, but it's even, I mean, very often it's, it's faster just to, to go through the normal, uh, uh, you know, we have a great, um, a great chat, you know, we call it the virtual agent. And very often, most of the things that we try to do can be done, um, you know, met through messaging, messaging without the need of calling anybody. Um, and, and if it's a bit more complex, actually having the messaging is a bit easier because you don't need to just be holding on the phone. You can just do other things as you, as the person on the other side is trying to help you. Um, so it's quite convenient from that perspective. Excellent. And I hope next year in March, you're going to travel to Berlin, 7th to 9th of March. It'd be great to, uh, to continue the discussion at ITB Berlin. Yes, I, I definitely planning to go there. Um, I was planning to be there uh, in March 2020. But unfortunately, as we all know, uh, it didn't happen. So I'm planning to be there with, uh, with other people from my team because we're really keen to have the opportunity to meet a lot of our, of our partners. Uh, we know that a lot of airline partners are going to be there and, and sometimes is, is the best, the best opportunity to get everybody to really understand what's, what's happening, yeah. uh, at the time in our industry and, uh, and just to get together. And, and we really miss those face to face interactions. Um, we, this year we've really started doing that again, but, uh, I'm sure by March we'll be still very keen to, to reconnect. That's great news. And actually, I have nothing to add to that, James. It was it was a pleasure to have you in our podcast. Thank you very much. Very welcome. Look forward to meet you at ITB. Yes. Thank you very much. 